Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey there, welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. So glad you're hanging out with us today. As we take a look at a very important topic when you're applying to college, here is how to craft a college list. So when students prepare to apply for college admissions, they start to build a list of colleges they're considering. When crafting a well-balanced college list, students should apply to a variety of colleges, considering financial fit in addition to academic fit. You should also include at least one financial aid safety school and pick three dream schools instead of just one. Apply to a variety of colleges. Let's take a look at that first point. A very common mistake is to apply only to very selective colleges. Even the most talented students get rejected by top colleges. If you apply to just Ivy League schools, for example, you might not get into any of them. Even if you are your high school valedictorian, college admission is based on more than just good grades and test scores. Colleges consider a student's academic performance to ensure that they're able to succeed in college. But once that threshold is met, better grades, test scores generally don't really increase the student's odds of admission. Instead, the colleges focus on the student's extracurricular activities, volunteering, hobbies, sports, musical instruments, personal qualities. Colleges do not want, do not want well-rounded students so much as they want well, a well-rounded student population. Following me? So, for example, if everybody at the college played the piccolo, it would be hard to assemble an orchestra. <laughs> Colleges want a mix of talents. But piccolos are cool, don't get me wrong. So depth matters more than breadth. Picking a few activities and pursuing them for many years and achieving excellence matters more than belonging to many groups. The college list should then be based on the students' interests and talents. Shop around for the best colleges for you that fit you the best. Let's talk about academic fit, reach, match, and safety schools. The college list should include colleges that are a really good match for your academic abilities. This usually involves applying to a mix of schools, often called reach, match, and safety schools. The U.S. Department of Education's College Navigator Tool provides information about the 25th and 75th percentile admissions test scores for first-year students at each college. Comparing a student's academic performance with the 25th and 75th percentile test scores can assign each college to one of three categories. Reach schools. If the student's test scores are below the 25th percentile for the college, the college is a reach school. If the student is admitted, they will be in the bottom quarter of students at the college and may experience some challenges keeping up with their peers. But the odds of admissions are low since reach schools are among the most selective colleges. Match schools. If the student's test scores are between the 25th and 75th percentiles for the college, the college is a good match for the student's academic abilities. The odds of admission are good. Safety schools. If your test scores are above the 75th percentile for the college, that college is a safety school. 
Safety schools are very likely to admit the student because the student will be in the top quarter of their class. The college may even offer an academic scholarship to help attract that student if the college is a second or third tier institution. Academic fit also depends on whether the college offers the student's intended major and average class size, among many other factors. Financial aid safety schools. One of the safety schools should be a financial aid safety school. A financial aid safety school is a college that will not only admit the student, but where the student can afford to enroll, even if they get no financial aid. Like an in-state public college, they're often the least expensive option. There are also about six dozen colleges with generous no-loans financial aid policies, which replace loans with grants in the financial aid packages. But these no-loans colleges are also among the most selective, so it's harder to get admitted. Public colleges provide just as good a quality education, sometimes even better, often at about a quarter to a third of the cost of a private college. The pick three approach. So too often, students get their hearts set on just one school. Oh, I really want to go there. But if they don't get in to their dream school, or they get in and can't afford to enroll, they experience severe disappointment. So here's a better approach. Pick three dream colleges, not all of which are REACH schools. According to the American Freshman Survey conducted by UCLA's Higher Education Research Institute, H-E-R-I, more than 93% of American freshmen are enrolled at one of the top three choices. The pick three approach increases the likelihood that the student will get into a dream college and be able to afford to enroll. The student should also apply to other colleges, of course, so they don't have, you know, so they do have a backup plan in case they don't get into one of their three dream schools. According to the American Freshman Survey, Half of high school seniors apply to four to six colleges. That's a reasonable number of applications. 11% apply to just one school, which is too few. Less than a fifth, 18%, apply to 10 or more colleges, which will create more work for the student after they're admitted, since it's difficult to visit that many colleges to begin with. <laughs> it's better to narrow down the list before applying for admission. Now let's take a look at financial fit or net price. You know, students and parents should consider financial fit in addition to academic fit, social fit, environmental fit, and so on. Some parents tell their kid, if you get in, we'll pay for it. But the parents don't realize that college is a lot more expensive today than when they went to college two or more decades ago, even like 10 years ago. When the child gets into an expensive school, the parents don't know how to say no. Start practicing how to say no, now, on little things, so you find it easier to say no later on big-ticket items, even when the tears start flowing. If the child enrolls in this college, they will eventually run out of money, forcing them to drop out, transfer to a less expensive college, or borrow too much money to pay for college. To evaluate financial fit, compare college costs based on each college's net price. The net price is the difference between the college's sticker price and the gift aid. Think of a net price as a discounted sticker price. The net price is the amount the family will have to pay from savings, contributions from income, and student loans to cover the first year of college costs. 
Every college has a net price calculator on its website that can provide a personalized estimate of the student's net price based on household income, dependency status, household size, number in college, and other variables. In most cases, the estimate will be within $500 of the actual net price. Some net price calculators use two-year-old college cost data. Others are a little bit more up-to-date. Calculators that ask more questions tend to provide more accurate estimates. The net price is a one-year estimate of college costs. The net price in subsequent years may be different, and not just because of changes in family finances. About half of colleges practice front-loading of grants, where the mix of grant versus loans is more favorable for freshmen than for upperclassmen, even if the college keeps the grants unchanged after the first year. The family may have to borrow more in subsequent years because of the increase in college costs. To determine whether a college practices front-loading of grants, look up the college's financial aid information on the U.S. Department of Education's College Navigator tool. It's a fantastic tool. It provides data concerning grant or scholarship aid for full-time, first-time undergrad students, and all undergrad students. If the percentage receiving grants or the average grant decreases, that can be a sign that the college practices front-loading of grants. About a fifth of colleges also practice scholarship displacement, where receipt of a private scholarship yields a reduction in the college's own grants. This means the student's net price does not decrease despite the student's hard work in winning a scholarship. About half of scholarship recipients experience scholarship displacement. Look for the college's outside scholarship policy on its website and ask questions if the policy is a little bit vague. Sometimes they can be. There is a strong correlation between the net price and student loan debt at graduation. College Affordability Index so the College Affordability Index is a really simple way of determining whether a college is, well, affordable. The College Affordability Index is the ratio of the one-year net price to total family income. Very cool. So that means, here's, here's the formula real quick. The College Affordability Index equals net price divided by total family income. So if the College Affordability Index is less than 25%, the college is affordable. If it's more, the college is unaffordable. Simple. One can fine-tune the college affordability index by comparing total resources available to pay for college with the four-year net price. Resources, of course, college savings, contributions from income, a reasonable amount of student debt, as well as education tax benefits. Parents, you don't need to share how much you earn with your kids just how you can contribute from income. Similarly, instead of sharing your net worth with your kids, just share how much you've saved for college. To calculate the four-year net price, don't just multiply the first year's net price by four. The four-year net price should make adjustments for increases in the net price after the freshman year. So that should include considering the differences in average grants, the difference in the percentage receiving grants, and differences in the cost of attendance. The four-year net price is often 10 to 20% higher than the cost based on four times the first-year price. I hope that makes sense. Student loan debt is reasonable and affordable if total student loan debt at graduation is less than or equal to annual starting salary. If total debt is less than annual income, 
the borrower should be able to afford to repay the student loan debt in 10 years or less. If the total resources equal or exceed the four-year net price, the college is affordable. Here are some other factors real quick before we wrap this up. Retention rates and graduation rates, including on-time graduation rates and the average time to graduation, average debt at graduation, job placement rates, and average income after graduation. Look, the College Navigator is a great tool. It can provide some of this information for the college as a whole. But College Scorecard can provide information about outcomes for specific academic majors. Awesome! Students should visit colleges to taste the food, smell the air. If you don't like the food the first time you try it, you're going to hate it after four years. During the college visit, the student should also go on a campus tour. Virtual tours? Not good enough. Stay overnight in the dorms if you can and sit in on some classes too. They let you do that. Here are some other common influences on the college list. How far it is from home, housing options, availability of extracurriculars, intramurals, extramural athletics, the size, including student-to-faculty ratio, class size, total enrollment, etc. Setting, is it urban, suburban, or rural? Public versus private? Acceptance rate? And diversity. A decision matrix can help students weigh the impact of the dozens of factors that affect their interest in each college. Some factors will filter the set of colleges, like if the college doesn't offer the student's desired academic major or the college is just too expensive, and a few other things that's going to help you prioritize among several colleges. And parents can steer their kids toward lower-cost colleges by encouraging them to use the college's net price calculator. College visits to expensive colleges can be planned for cloudy days and days when the student's least favorite food is served in the college's cafeteria. <laughs> it's meatloaf day, kid. Let's go. All right. Anyway, I hope that was helpful to you in picking the right or at least crafting a really good college list for when the time comes. Thanks so much for stopping by today. If you want to dig a little bit deeper, you can find this article and pretty much everything about finances at thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks again. We'll talk to you again real soon.